Hey mob, I hope this finds you well. In this yarn, I want to just yarn with you about why is it that when something is not working for us, we automatically, in our head, make it about ourselves. Make it mean that we are shit. Make it mean that we are no good or that we don't know what we're doing um, or that we're not capable like we, like just human nature internalizes it and makes it about us, particularly if you come from a background of low self-esteem, um, low self-awareness, no purpose for yourself, trauma, or historically just being more of a, a deficit up against yourself, sort of negative experience of yourself and of your of your life and of your world so this week at training I was able to get to well last week sorry I was able to get to two uh jiu-jitsu sessions and Monday was one of them and and Friday last week was one of them and on Monday morning in jiu-jitsu we were doing practicing a technique and now I have my black belt I've had it for about eight weeks and I feel like I'm, and I'm allowing myself to start again in my jiu-jitsu by, but what I mean by start again is starting with what I have and what I know, rather than expecting myself to be, letting go of expectations of being at a certain standard or that I should know this or that I should be able to do this because I'm a black belt or because of where I am and, and who I am. It's it's like, okay, that's amazing. Those are all things that are available for you. But the reality is, is that in order to get to those things, you need to meet yourself where you are and do the work of getting to there. So you actually can grow. You can learn what you need. You can build the skills, the mindset, the capability and the capacity to be able to do those things and be that person. And we were doing a technique with the coach in the class and it was it's what's called a collar sleeve it's guard it's the bottom part of jiu-jitsu and we were working through the technique I watched what the coach was doing and the other part of the learning that is available when I'm attending jiu-jitsu is really understanding my ability to focus and actually see what is going on and then being able to take that and apply that and I was doing the move and it felt really hard at a particular step of it and that it required you to have also, I thought, um, good mobility and good core strength. And I was doing the move and it felt really hard and messy. And I just automatically made it about myself. I automatically made it mean that I don't have good glute engagement, that my body um, doesn't have the capacity to do this move and that I'm shit, that I should know what I'm doing because I'm a, I'm a black belt in jiu-jitsu. And I allowed that narrative to kind of play in the background whilst I was still trying to do, do the move. And I made it about me as a person rather than about the move and either a capacity or a capability thing. And I personalized it to who I am as my identity rather than just about that moment and about jiu-jitsu. Anyway, we went through a few repetitions and then the coach came over and he 
actually watched me do it. And it was just that I was hip escaping. I was moving in the wrong side. So rather than moving to the outside of my hip, I was moving to the inside of my hip in in the context of the actual jiu-jitsu move. And with that small correction, I was able to execute the move smoothly. Now, this is, mind you, this is with a compliant partner who's actually working with you, not against you. And they have enough body awareness and enough jujitsu knowledge to give you the right responses so you can actually learn the move. And that kind of really sat with me in that moment. It was like, hold on. It was just that I didn't know. And I couldn't see, I was too close to the situation to actually understand what the, what the blockage was to me being able to do the move. And it was the power of having a coach and someone else there to be able to watch me and witness me that could give me that feedback and that insight of what the blockage was and what I could do to fix it. And just in that moment, like it was a lot of things going on that it was like, hold on. That's something that I can work on, that I automatically made it about myself rather than about my jujitsu and trying to understand where the blockage was rather than bullying myself and being hard on myself in in that moment, that it wasn't a self-worth issue. It wasn't that I was shit. It was that I was too close to the situation to understand what the blockage was and also it wasn't about my body or my jiu-jitsu. It was just that I needed someone else to sit there with me to help me understand what the blockage was and what one of a solution could be that I could try that could help me progress in that thing. And I think we do that a lot in life, particularly if you come from um, a trauma background or you have historically low self-esteem, that when something when a blockage comes up or something becomes challenging or hard or we can't do something, we a lot of the time tend to make it personal and we make it about our identity rather than about a capability or a capacity issue. And sometimes you try to solve these problems or you try and find solutions and see the opportunity and the potential in a challenge rather than it being a weight or a thing that holds you back. It's a thing that can help you grow and that you can move through. And that's the power of coaches. That's, that's the power of having someone walking the journey with you, whether it's in that moment or whether it's for a season or a a particular part of the journey is the, is that they can see things that you can't. They can help you bring to light things that you may already know, but you haven't been able to bring to the surface or in some cases you haven't been willing to to bring to the surface. And in that moment, it felt so good to be able to go, oh, it's, it's, it's not a me thing. It's, it's a, it's a jujitsu thing. And also, but just even automatically how I assume that um, that my body wasn't capable as well. That's another thing that I'm really starting to become more aware of is how deficit and, and bullying and 
negative my um my my mindset is and my relationship to my body in terms of my capacity and my strength I still assume that I have weak like I have weakness in my body and there's things that I need to work on and I'm also not being mindful and respectful and stepping into the power of what I do have in my body and the strength and the foundations that I've already got in in my body so that's another thing that I've been reflecting on is is how can I meet my body and speak to my body and move my body in a way that is cognizant and aware of the foundations and the strength and the power that I do have whilst meeting um, the next level of growth for for what it is rather than making something bigger than what it needs to be it's how can I love and, and meet this powerful body that I have right now and, and be grateful for her and, and what she allows me to carry and do? She birthed four babies and something that I don't talk about very often, she held another four babies for a short time that did not make it earthside. So I have, I would have had, I've had four other babies and heartbeats in my body as well as the four that made of Earthside. So I've held eight beating hearts in my body and my body is powerful. My body as a woman who can create life and carry life and birth life is, is sacred. It's so powerful She's been able to help me do jiu-jitsu on international stages and travel the world. She's held, and if you, um, I'm starting to explore a bit more, the body holds the trauma, the body bears the story, the body holds the untold stories of our pain and our potential in that. Our body is the physical shell for our emotional and spiritual human higher self. So anything that's happening in the mind and anything that's happening in our belief system and in our spirit, the body feels and the body carries. And I heard um, an episode from Erica Kramer this week, who is the queen of confidence, about the fact that she... um, She's worked so much on her mindset. She's invested a lot in her mindset that her mindset's positive. She's able to meet situations and not get caught up in old narratives. She's able to meet herself and and kind of stay on track and everything else. And then with a recent situation, she was able to, as she, in her words, get out of her head, walk down the steps into her body and at her throat, close the door to her mind and just sit in her body and go, what is happening for you right now? What is what is real for you right now? And she realized that her body was stuck in, in fight and flight mode. There was, she wasn't breathing and her body felt really heavy and full. And she was able to do some breathing techniques that her husband, Hamish, who is a breath worker and an, and an energy healer, um, 
was like that she'd learnt from him and she was able to breathe and really just be in connection and relationship with her body. And for me, a long time ago, a very long time ago, I was able to make that connection that for me, my head is a place filled with trauma, filled with doubt, filled with negative stereotypes, and it's also filled with big, grand visions that don't always serve me because they don't always, I'm not always able to translate that big vision, that big dreaming into what do I need to do in this moment and in this day that can move me towards that vision whilst also being able to meet the day and understand that life is a co-creation. I don't subscribe to this whole um, go as hard as you can until you can't breathe have a singular focus on one thing and don't allow anything to get in the way. That's not real life. And that might be real life for the 1%. Through our culture and our spirituality, as a First Nations woman, our practice and our ways is that life is a co-creation between yourself as the physical self, your spiritual self, your old people your dreaming, which is purpose in Western terms or ikigai in, in Japanese terms. And the dreaming is about who you are as a spirit, as a human being in this world and in this time. And then there's also the bigger dreaming that is about who are you called to be? And by becoming and stepping into that dreaming, how does that serve the collective that you belong to? How does it serve the world so that when you are no longer here and in the and in the following and the doing and the being of that thing, it serves and honors others beyond yourself and also by you being yourself. And the body carries this. The the spirit and the heart know this. So in the body, the body does not lie. The heart does not lie. And I'm not talking about the emotional heart, the ego heart, the ego self. I'm talking about when you really let the layers fall away and you can really be in relationship and connection to yourself that you can see and hear your truth and really allow that to resonate within yourself and allow that resonance to be something that guides you and calls you because here's what I know to be true when you are in relationship with yourself and when you are in relationship with your dreaming and your old people your universe your guides your creators whoever that is for you is that you do not need a roadmap you do not need a blueprint you do, not, you do not need batteries because it has its own power source that allows you to do things that might seem impossible to others. Because when you break up impossible, it's just I'm possible. And for me, I know this to be true, that when people say, how do you do it all or how have you done the things that you've done? And at the time, and even now I haven't had the space or the capacity all the time to look back and be able to reflect on my own journey to understand how I got here. One thing I do understand and know to be true is that 
is that when I was focused on the calling and I was in complete surrender, not always obedience, um, I didn't need batteries. I didn't need to know the full journey. I just needed to know the next step. And I was guided and I was supported and I was resourced. So obedience is a concept that I've been hearing a lot more by listening to African-American women and entrepreneurs and, and speakers who talk about being in complete obedience and surrender to their relationship with God and where God is calling them to go and who God is calling them to be and that whatever experience they're having in the moment is in service of where they're meant to go and that a lot of our suffering comes from the resistance to who we're being called to be and the resistance in not having faith and trust in that bigger path and trying to have all the answers rather than going what answers do I need to know now in order to have solutions and options for the next step and trusting that life is a co-creation between myself the world and the universe and allowing those things to weave together and take you where it's meant to go. It's all good to have expectations and, and big visions and a calling. And then it's another thing to meet the reality of yourself and who you are in that moment and what is happening in the world around you and through you. And bringing this back to when I had that moment of challenge and I immediately made it about my self-worth, I immediately made it about my identity rather than a skill or a capability issue and then the expectation that I needed to figure this out on my own and that's fine. Sometimes you have to and sometimes that has its benefits and then the power and benefit of having a coach who could go, actually it's, it's, it's this simple movement and awareness and being able to shift myself. So for me, getting out of my head and into my body is really important. Honoring my body for what she allows me to do. The birthing of my babies, the, the jiu-jitsu, the power and the strength that she holds. So meeting myself and not being able to um, immediately creating space to create a new pattern where when I'm faced with a challenge, I don't immediately disassociate or shut down because it feels overwhelming. I don't make it about my identity and my self-worth. I'm building up my self-love. I'm building up my self-esteem and my foundations again. And I also honor my body and trust in her power and going, okay, is this a strength thing? Like, is it a, is it a physical capability thing of like, I need more glute strength or I don't know the right muscles to activate because I haven't like I haven't built the body to that level is it a genuine capability thing where it's like you know what that moves just not for me for my body type my age and what I'm able to give to my training and my physical practice and then genuinely honoring my body for the power that she holds on a spiritual level for the guidance that she can give me and the wisdom and the power that she holds that is thousands of generations old. And as a woman, honouring the, the power of creation that I have to create life through babies, 
and through myself and tapping into the power of my womb and beginning to create space to explore this, to be in relationship with this. And that not making it about my self-worth when I face a challenge is the biggest biggest thing that I want to be able to leave you with is when we get out of our heads and into our body and we create a practice of breathing and just being in relationship with self and starting to trust our emotions as guides, not, not our emotional responses to things, but like our gut responses, when you get those goosebumps or that tightness in your body, that that is your body communicating something to yourself. And in terms of coming back to the trauma story that the body carries our pain and our potential and the the untold stories that we tell ourselves is that every experience you've had, if your mind has not been able to process that and you've just shut it down, you've ignored it, you've blocked it or you've disassociated from it, that sits in the body until it's time to be released. And if you don't release it, it stays there and it can manifest in illnesses, in injuries, in inflammation in the body, which I am very limited in my knowledge about. And it's something I want to make more space to learn is that the the, the true impacts of, of stress and negativity and, and mindset, um, the, the power of gut health on our mental health, the power of the of the womb and the spirituality of of the body and of the womb as a space of creation and things like somatic healing and and movement. And this is the journey that I'm able to go on through jujitsu as a practice and as a vehicle is that it's not just about getting better at jujitsu. It's about being able to meet my body in relationship and understanding what she's capable of. But who is my body? How does she speak to me? And how can I honor my body through movement and development to be in relationship to become the woman that I know I can be to honor who I've been and to make space and creation for who I am by being in surrender and relationship to my purpose and I will speak about this more in in future episodes around being in relationship with myself but jiu-jitsu as a practice is allowing me to meet my body, to meet my mind, to meet my spirit, to meet my dreaming, to meet my future and to meet my past all at the same time because I get to decide in those moments, am I going to fall back to old patterns of ego, of safety, of trauma, of going, oh, that's what I used to be able to do, that's what I know or am I going to be open to my potential and what the moment can teach me and then create space for new patterns and new things to evolve and emerge. Big love you, mob.